Please, what do I have to say anyway? You have a lot to say. You're adorable. That's true. The show Bye Bye Birdie is the story of some of the hilarious things that happen in a typical American village when the number one rock and roll singing idol of young America, Conrad Birdie, my name, before entering the army, suddenly arrives in this typical American town for a very shrewd publicity stunt. He's going to kiss a local girl, Kim McAfee, goodbye before he goes to the army. Now, the kiss, of course, representing his farewell to all of his squealing young fans. Now, the scene opens at breakfast in the McAfee household just before the rock and roll idol swaggers in. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dave Joskow Podcast. It's a beautiful day in New York City in the middle of June. And All right, it's not that beautiful, but... Uh, that's, I just like, I have to say it all the time, but it is June and it's summertime, even though it feels like fall in New York City, and someday it's going to be hot and sticky and we're going to be angry at that. There's really no way to win here in the big city, but it's tardy season, it's Broadway, it's all about New York this week. I apologize for being off last week or taking two weeks off, but we're back with a quality show this week, you're going to love it. If you like theater and you like just being all around gay, you're going to love this week's show. My special guest today, of course, the great, the legendary Scotty Gorenstein. Hi, Dave. Hello, Scotty. I'm glad to be here. I, I'm really not picking up the energy uh, that I'm giving out. Then from <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Damn glad to be here. Um, Scotty, thank you so much for coming. It My is pleasure. our Tony's episode, so you may turn off now if you're <laughs> if you're... If you well, don't want to hear about the Tony Awards, right? If you one of my, uh, you know, other, I, I mean, I think everybody who listens to me kind of gets the way the show goes. It's all over the place. We talk about football. We talk about basketball. We talk about the Tonys. And I saw it when you talk <laughs> about the Tonys, exactly, or the Oscars. Oh, I was here. The, I think that was probably the last time I was here was the Oscars and the Super Bowl. Uh, was it the Super Bowl I yeah. was here for? Yeah. Oh boy, you, you could tell us exactly how long you had unbelievable insight on how long Adina Menzel's. Oh, that's right. Star Spangled Banner would go, and you won us money, and then you knew what uh, song Katy Perry was going to open, or you were a quality guest. I did get that right. Yeah, because the other guys were wrong on everything. (laughs) So uh, they didn't take the time to really clearly. They just don't take the show seriously. Exactly, these guys. That's all they think about is the Super Bowl. Well, anyway, thank you everybody for listening in, and uh, I love all of you that are so kind to uh, call me up or text me or whatever nobody calls up anybody anymore but to say nice things and that you like the podcast and it i cannot tell you how happy it makes me because you know when i am sitting here doing it mostly by myself with my cat i feel nobody's listening so (laughs) it is nice to hear and then sometimes i have to go back and listen and be like oh right i did that one and that was i hope people like that you know i hope i didn't say anything racist today well, I got a lot of really great feedback on the previous times that I've done. Yeah, the well, show. your people are—that <laughs> came out the wrong way. But I'm saying, you know, it was a, a different set of people that were listening when the Super Bowl, and they had such nice comments. Where, you know, it was definitely uh, one of your friends that a woman, I think, that said, "I, I hate sports, but I liked listening to this show." Oh, that's great! And that's the highest compliment I can get for people that don't like sports, that might not like theater, but are. Listening because they're entertained by what we have to say. Oh, they were. I mean, I got tweets from all over the world. I got emails from people I've never heard of before. Tons and tons of uh, people just getting so so many getting in touch with me. I'm just going to ask you one question, and yeah. it's the most important question sure. I'll ever ask. 
I mean, did Liza text at all? Did she listen? Um, did Liza? Oh, she was the first. She was the first. To, she uh, tweeted. Don't lie to me. Oh, in that case, no, that, <laughs> no she didn't. There's no way you could have gotten her to come in today, huh? Um, I, should we tell everyone who you're talking about? Did I not say Liza Minnelli? Oh. Oh, oh Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Do you think I was talking about my niece you who turned 16 Liza. yesterday? Uh, l- l- no, Liza Minnelli, was, she's very, very sorry she could not be here today. Well, why not? Because she said, uh, she said, honey, I want you to go and do it instead. She did? No, she did not. Can't you just... She's just... Well, we're, we're <laughs> in New York and she's not in New York this week. Yeah, this week? Or did she move out permanently? I heard she moved permanently to L.A. Oh, well, that might have been the case. I'm going to look Liza into that. Liza Minnelli can't live in L.A. It's not right. I know. I know. She's a New York person. I mean, what? it's so funny. You know, I mean... Well, she went the there for the other day winter. for her birthday, you said she's 69, right? Correct. I mean, it's it's out there. It's put out. It's not a secret. Oh, no. I um, ce- we celebrate That was so surprising to me. She's been around for so long. You know, I mean, if her first appearance was in, was it in Good News or was it in something else? Not Good News. It was, it was something with Judy and, and, and they were a little baby and her father oh. was directing it. And, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I was watching That's Entertainment like a couple nights ago. It was mm-hmm. on and, you know, then you see her. And uh, it's like she's been in movies, you know, when, like, in the 40s or whatever. And it doesn't make any sense that she's only 69. It's, she's, that's very young. Mm-hmm. Um, her Especially first, now we think 69 is very young. Her first movie was in, in the good old summertime. When 19, oh, that's what it was, in the good old summertime. In 1949. Um, but it's interesting that you're bringing up her birthday because we, she did an interview yesterday. And uh, the reporter asked her about turning 70 next year. And it's already on my... I should tell people that I'm her publicist. That's oh, I, I say it every week. Okay. Oh, okay. That we're having Liza so Minnelli's publicist, Scotty, okay. our friend, Scotty. And, so, and you're in the pool and stuff, so we talk about you. Because you were winning the, you know, know, our basketball hockey pool. And I was like, you know, guess who's winning? Our friend Scotty, Liza Minnelli's publicist, is winning <laughs> our pool. You know, against the gambling, you know, degenerates. It's yeah. hilarious. But you were saying about Liza. Well, I, you know, I want to make a very, very, very big deal about her 70th birthday. So I've already started talking to various magazines and TV shows. And What can I do to help? Um, Is she seeing anybody? Nothing yet. Maybe I could be her date? Uh, for her for her big party? I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, we haven't know, I'm a younger man, and that. this is the first time that scenario can happen ever again. <laughs> okay. Look, if you're planning something serious, I would love to sing at it. It's Scotty. You don't have to ask twice. I would love to. It would be my pleasure. I can't. No, wait. don't, Scotty. You don't have to say another word. It's my pleasure. I won't. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta say. I mean, I mean, you know, you can't deny, as uh, you know, gay as it is. What? How would it not be great to have Liza Minnelli sitting here right now? I don't think anybody would be un- that not enamored with having a legendary icon like that here, you know. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Boomer and Carton, maybe they, I think they would care too. I think they, and who wouldn't be interested? The woman has led an unbelievable life. She had sex with Martin Scorsese. And that's just one thing. You know, I mean, I mean starting at the beginning, her mother's Judy Garland, for God's sakes. It's Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. I've heard that. I've heard that. I mean, this, is, this is an unbelievable person. Well, it's it's nice that you say that because many times when we're doing interviews and we're wrapping them up, uh, the reporter always takes time to say to tell her what an honor it was to speak with her. That just you know, for some people, just speaking with her on the phone for fifteen. It minutes. can't not be. She's kind of like the last person of that kind of generation. Mm-hmm. But that's why you think that she's older. 
because she's been there for so long because her parents were that and there's nobody else really like that I mean you know if you're talking about those kind of movies like you know Ray Bolger shit and Judy Garland and you know Gene Kelly and all those people they're all dead you know and, and the here's lies and she wasn't really part of those but you think of her as part of those you know MGM musicals because she just has this lineage you know and uh, you know, it's just completely fascinating. She knew all those people, and Mickey Rooney, and all the you know. She knew everybody, and she was friendly with them. And if not just for her talent alone, then her mom's talent. You know, people that just wanted to hang around for that purpose. She really has met everyone and knows everybody. I have um, a collection of photos with her and other celebrities on her Facebook page, and it's over two hundred and fifty photos of her with. You name somebody, there is a picture with her. She's met every single uh, How about person. the guy she fucked, uh, Scott Bayo? You got nothing, huh? You didn't know I knew that, did you? Well, everyone knows now. He did it more than once, too. Let me tell you, that Scott Bayo, he's all right. That guy got around. I, I don't know what you're talking when about. When you sleep with a living legend like that, that's why you, know, you kind of want to just, you know, wouldn't mind. <laughs> well... You're killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, Scott Bayo. I mean, this guy, he slept with Liza Minnelli and Pamela Anderson in the same lifetime. That's unheard of. That's like sick. That's like, that's like, that's, a, that's on another level of galaxy of, of, of sex, you know? Like, I mean, that's, no one's ever going to be able to do that again. <laughs> there will never be. I, I Two legendary uh, kind of sex icons that you could sandwich in in one lifetime like that. I suppose you're right. But, um, you know, plus she's won an Oscar. But you know who I really like? And you know who's a little more talented is Lorna. But, you know, I love the Lorna. thing at what? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just, I love Lorna. <laughs> no, I know. It's uh, my dad used to tell me, uh, well, you know, Lorna was actually a, a much more talented. But, uh, you know, Liza got the publicity and... Uh, I don't know. The old people would say that all the time. Like, well, Lorna was very talented. I never knew who it was. I didn't know that was her sister. And I don't understand, and I talk about this all the time, how she possibly got in Greece too, when she was already 50, which is what I already say all the time when Rizzo, now I'm the age I could prop- properly play Rizzo. I believe Stalker Channing was my age now. <laughs> how then. old was Stalker Channing when she played Rizzo? I'm pretty sure she was 49 to 50. Is, that's incredible. No, no. You know that's not true. She was probably in her 30s. Maybe, maybe, oh. I mean, but I mean, she looked like she was, you know, so much older than ever. She was supposed to be playing a high school kid, but that's what they did back then. Yeah. I mean, you know, I play this uh, clip every day. You know. Sandy! Teddy? What are you, what are you doing here? I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plan. Okay. Well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rockin' and rollin' and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I play that clip all the time because it makes me laugh. I used to do a, a bit for years that John Travolta, and I talk about it on the show all the time, but that John Travolta was afraid of his friend Sonny Duty and Putsy that he had to pretend he didn't like Olivia Newton-John who was the hottest girl I've ever seen back then 
because you know Rizzo was making him look bad. You know, <laughs> like this disgusting. But why would he not want to like her? I, Exa- I exa- it didn't make any there sense. There it is. I don't is. think Grace made sense because he's afraid of a couple guys named Sonny, Duty, and Putsy. Well, what was Remember the guy's name is Duty. He's afraid that they're not going to think he's cool because he, you know, he's not all Gaga over Stocker Channing, who was fifty, and he and he liked a girl who, you know, wasn't cool. So you but was hot. So you weren't allowed to like who you wanted to like? You still can't. You know, you still got to be cool about it. I mean, this happens every day. It just looks ridiculous in the movie because it's Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta is, is so cool. He's so way above those idiots he hangs out with, right. including Kanicki, who we now know is a complete jackass, and Jeff Conaway, and a druggie and an alcoholic, and John Travolta, who was the coolest, most like unbelievable dance king swagger person ever, has to be cool in front of a couple of jerk-offs? The whole movie doesn't make sense. It loses everything there. Let alone when I say, what, what, how does he not know? How does she not know he goes to Rydell High? They spend all summer together at the beach. It's the preface, the entire movie. But not once. They're, they're so in love. There's so much to communicate about. Not once does he say, hey, you know, I go to Rydell High. You know, if you ever come by, you know, just like a, that's where I go to school. If you ever, if you end up staying, you know, in the country. Maybe they were too busy fucking. Well, you know, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, can, it, can you really fuck that much where you don't mention what high school you go to? So what are you doing after the summer? I'm going back to high school. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a point after you pull out. You know, you're going to say, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to Rydell High. It's not a bad school, you know. Which then were, maybe would have prompted her to say, oh, my God, you go to Rydell? Well, guess what? What about this? Frenchie takes her, like, she, they have some sort of connection when she comes in. Frenchie knows Sandy. So wouldn't you say that, oh, you know, I know a girl who lives around here named Frenchie. You know anybody like that? No. No, I know a Cha-Cha de Gregorio, but not... But not a Frenchie. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of Frenchies. What I'm saying is, that movie is flawed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Scotty, it's just not the kind of realistic kind of thing. Now, for Grease 2, for Liza's sister to be pretty much 50 and yet playing a 17-year-old, what was the reasoning for that? Do you know anything? Got any inside? Uh... <laughs> I can't recall what year Grease 2 was. Uh... 80, I believe. 82? No. 82. No. 81? 82, 81, 82. Yeah. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, Greece was 79, 80. Yeah, okay. So, so 82. Greece 2 had to be 82, 83. No, definitely 81 or 82. Really? Probably 82. 82, 82. I'm going to say. Um, I don't recall how old uh, Lorna was. At she, that must, she looks like she is a 40 year old mother. But just like you said, so did everybody else in the movie. So. Yeah, but for some reason, Michelle that Pfeiffer. one. Michelle Pfeiffer looked perfect, but she was probably a lot older, too. It's funny that back then they just didn't put kids in musicals you know that now they, you know, i think high school musicals probably the first one where they actually used high school kids used real kids <laughs> you know yeah. disney figured it out well maybe that's one reason why the movie's no, no longer playing down the street you know it closed what closed the movie grease remember it was playing for such a long time <laughs> <laughs> oh i was gonna say you know i remember when i was a kid and the the, the godfather was playing for like oh look our guest our co-host <laughs> my cat just joined not only did she join she like picked up a chair like as if she's a guest it's like really funny well she loves those headphone wires so watch yourself but um yeah I remember the Godfather playing non you know we had one theater near our house that played one movie and the Godfather played for six months 
And remember, you know, always driving by, and then one day it changed, and it was Woody Allen's played against Sam. And it's just so funny now when I think about it, I didn't know any of those movies. And those are two unbelievable movies, like favorites of mine. Mm. And it just changed to play. To, and we were going down the street one day. We're like, wait, wait, turn around. I, I think the movie changed. The Godfather's not there anymore. I think it was then later on, Star Wars would come. Well, that and was, that like, would play that was forever. like six years later. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Yeah. Those were the really, really, really big movies I remember when I was a kid. Star Wars and then Close, Close Encounters. Yeah, but Star Wars, right, that played not, you know, back, it's just so interesting back then, like, you know, you, that's, when I was a kid, I used to dream that someday I will be alive when I could watch Star Wars at, like, midnight, like it's going to play on Channel 11. I can't imagine that day, like a local TV station with commercials. Like, I, that's all I would think about. Like, I don't have to go to the movies to see it. I'll be able to play it, or I'll be able to see it just on local TV. You know, I never thought about DVDs or anything like that. Or, You know, it's just so funny. So when it's on, like, Spike, um, you know, and at you, 3 in the morning. You go right by It's it. a dream come true. Oh, no, you, do you actually oh, watch I, it? I do, every time. Every time. I can't deny it. I Did mean, it's you... like, a, it's great. And then when you see Star Wars 2 and it ends, and then it goes right into Star, to Return of the Jedi, it's like, because you have to wait three years to find out what happened to Han Solo. <laughs> Did you love Star it's, Wars as a kid? Was that absolutely. huge for you? It was the only movie my dad and I like went to see together because mm-hmm. he was even like, we got to check this out. And uh, I mean, listen, everybody loved it. I mean, it was unbelievable. Then we took, we went again. We took my sister. That was something we never did together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My, my dad was, took me too. Oh, yeah? Uh, to both, to Star Wars and to Close Encounters. And not only did he take me, uh, myself and my brother to see it, but we went into Center City because I'm from Philadelphia. We lived in, we didn't live in Center City, but we went into Center City to a very big movie theater. I mean, those were events to see those two movies. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and we just in the local theater, which was an excellent theater. I think I actually ended up having sex there like 10 years later in the theater. I remember the movie too. It was a Jane Fonda movie. Was your father still there? The morning after. Oh, he was there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the only time I remember because um, we used to know the guys that ran the theater. You know, later it was like exciting being older and knowing the people that ran that theater. And they'd always let us in, and out, and our we heard about a, a myth of a friend who had sex in there, and then he, he was having sex near the projector, and then he got up, and his naked silhouette was in the movie theater, and they're like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> it's like Pemus was hanging out. It's all right. We don't know whether it's a myth or not. I know exactly what area he was talking about, but I just had it in the seats. I couldn't even believe it to this day that I, would, I can't imagine ever doing anything like that ever again. I think it's very important to note, though, that that movie with Jane Fonda. The Morning she, After, I think it was called, She right? was nominated for an Oscar for that. That's yeah, but that was an honorary. She was horrible. That was a horrible movie, and that was just like, you're welcome. We love you, Jane. Thank you for well, back then. She got nominated pretty much, and that for was just the eighties. Yeah, just like Meryl Streep now. Yeah, yeah. But Jane Fonda was not beloved. Like I mean, she was, but not. She had the political agenda, which bothered people. Meryl Streep just keeps getting because she is truly beloved in like every way. Uh, well, totally different lives. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's I, interesting though. But um, Howard Stern was talking about the Lily Tomlin Jane Fonda Netflix show said it was excellent or he said he gave up on it but Robin said no stick with it after the second episode it gets better it's like a lot of those Netflix shows you have to sort of get into it you know episode four or five really stick with it you know um, I think that's what Robin was saying do you watch Orphan Black at all it's a show on BBC America it's fantastic well at least the first season was unbelievable it's this 
unbelievable actress. I talk about it on the show sometimes because I was talking about how in the Avengers uh, there was an article about how Scarlett Johansson was domesticated and it's a very, you know, unfeminist thing that they've done with her character. And I said, it's, it has nothing to do with what they did to her character. It's Scarlett Johansson. She's a very boring actress. She brings nothing to that particular part. And it's, it's a horrible, she's horrible in the role. It's her fault. Because then you have somebody like this Tatiana Maslany, who is unbelievable. She is, plays a clone. So she plays 11 different roles. It's a little science fiction-y, but as an actress, it's like a tour de force for this one woman who, I, from what I understand, was like an improv comedy person, you know, in Canada. And she's amazing. And then season two came out, and it was just okay. And season three was a mess because then they started bringing in these boy clones, and this guy couldn't hold a candle to her unbelievable acting ability. Mm-hmm. And now, about five episodes in, I think they figured it out and said, let's get rid of these jerk-offs and do what got the show great, her, all about her. And just, I'm sitting there watching that show. I know it's one actress. I get fooled every time. This guy brought up to me today. He's like, yeah, wasn't it cool that her sister like picked her up and brought her out? I'm like, I keep forgetting that's the same actress. And sometimes they have to play each other to fool other people to do it. It's, this woman is amazing. And I've never seen anything like it before. And if she was in the Avengers, she would probably be amazing because she's a she's a really great kick-ass actress that's made for this kind of you know movie or show like that. You should watch it. It's a it's sci-fi. It's sci-fi. Yeah, I know you don't gonna... care for that, but I mean, it's also an acting challenge. It's amazing what this girl is doing. She's really mm-hmm. good. I turned Sarah onto it, and then she ended. You know, this Sarah, she's such a Silverman. You know, we were. I got her obsessed with the show. Um, the brother in it is really funny. He plays this gay guy, and he's really funny. You know, he's the the brother, not to all the clones, but this one, mm-hmm. and he's really funny in it. And she runs into him, you know, goes up, like, oh, my God, I love you. He goes, Sarah Silverman. I don't even think he talks with a British accent, but he's brilliant at it and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I met that guy, your brother. And I'm like, yeah, that's not even fair. Oh, because you wanted to meet him. She meets everybody. Every time I tell her about something, she ends up meeting and then hanging out with them. Well, this is all because of me. Okay. Just deal with this guy. <laughs> it's like the day that I'm going to meet Liza. I'm not going to give you any credit. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I was the one that told you you should back off and not, you know, keep stalking her. But I was wrong. It paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stalk her. Really? No. Uh, of if you say I didn't so. stalk her. No, whatever. So um, let's talk about... Uh, I have a friend that's got a problem. Uh... Her name is Caitlin, and she's on the show, <laughs> and she's having a horrible time right now because somebody has stolen her name and is uh, <laughs> ripping it apart. Like, Wait, are you are you making this up? No, well, my well, friend Caitlin, ha- oh, who's been on the show a... before. Oh, Caitlin Santiago. Oh, the, oh she I, uh, is oh. in our pool. That's incredible. She's having a horrible time. She is so depressed. Dave, does she spell the name the same way? No. But it doesn't matter. People are giving her so much shit. It's, I feel horrible. I, I do feel horrible for her. But, I, you know, I, I am not happy with this Bruce Jenner stuff. Sarah and I talked about this. Okay. I said, do you at all think this is selfish in any way? And she ripped me a new ass. That oh, was my feelings. I think you're talking about the last time Sarah was on the show. Is that what you, you're yeah. talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, okay, I listened to it, and I didn't think the book— that either of you were actually listening to each other. You might be right. Yeah. I don't have time. I don't listen to anybody. I've told you that a hundred times. I do the talking, and if you get a chance to get a word, then good for you. Well, 
I don't think she was actually listening to you either. So why don't we take it from the top? Yeah. All right. So tell me what you think about Bruce Jenner. Well, no, it's just. Well, first and, of all, and I'll listen. First of all, for me, yeah, stop hitting the table. Why does everybody do that? I, I've talked about it the other day. I said, why is everybody always hitting the table and the microphone? It's not just you. It's Sarah, my friend Irene. Nobody gets it. Fascinating. You don't know to use a microphone. But back to Bruce. Caitlin. <laughs> Thank you. Way to go, Scotty. Uh, first of all, Bruce Jenner was my hero growing up. You know, like I mean, okay. I went into pole vaulting because when I was in high school or junior high, because you know he did it, and uh, it's just weird. This is really weird. I mean, the man was a living legend. He was in cool movies and stuff, and now this is very awkward for me. I don't understand it, but I get it. You know, I don't really have a problem with anything like that. I'm confused by the transgender. You know, I've been okay. You know, it took me a while to understand, you know, gay and stuff like that, but obviously I'm, you know, friends with, you know, you know, it's never a problem, right? I mean, we've been together in lots of gay places, you know. For decades. Right, right. Um the transgender thing confuses me. I it does bother me a little bit. I think I get confused in the sense of I probably get attracted and I get uh you know <laughs> I get I, I get confused. <laughs> like I saw the picture and I'm like, oh, who is that? You know, and I'm like, Come on, oh no, know no, you know. But you know, I still am you know technically a straight man, and I you know we we get embarrassed about these things. But um, I just think it's the whole thing is selfish. You know, he's having the new show on E. He's getting paid a fortune. And, um, you know, his kids aren't participating. Obviously, the Kardashian kids are because they're publicity whores. His kids don't want to participate. They don't want to have anything to do with it. They're... Uh, with the show. Yeah. Okay. But you're, I, I think you're jumping around here. And I am jumping around. You're absolutely right. Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong. And this is where I thought Sarah was a little harsh. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying um, it's awkward. It's uh, You have to get used to it. I, yeah. You, you came at it with an open mind. You never, you never said that day, I don't like this, and I'm against it, and that person should stay exactly as the same. You never said yeah, that. Yeah, I would never feel that way. I don't think there's anything. This is, all, this is new to everybody. Right. This is, you know, we all have – it takes time. Yeah, it takes time, and we all have different opinions about it. Right, and I don't care what he does, but I mean um, – yeah, I just, and I also just feel it's a little selfish to the – I mean, when you're going all out publicity – it is great for people that feel that way. I mean, it's a bold move, but it's also weird because of who he is and stuff and the way, you know, I felt about him as a kid. It's just even more awkward. All right. But but when you say uh, it's selfish, let's talk about that. What is it that you think is selfish? I think it's a little selfish to do to your family. I mean, it's kind of weird because he is a publicity whore just like the other well let's you know, not the rest talk about family, Bruce but... let's talk about you know Joe Schmode from from Nebraska who's going through the same thing well I'm talking about selfish for his family that's all I was talking about the people that don't want to deal with stuff like this like Brody Jenner or somebody like that you know what I mean? well again let's not talk about Bruce Jenner let's talk about Joe Schmo from Nebraska who then uh, talks to his family has a teenage daughter he has a teenage son he has a wife they're in the process of uh, divorcing, I'm sure. Um, they have to deal with it too. Yes, it's selfish. You know, coming out as transgender person, I guess you could say that it's selfish, but it, it's kind of necessary. Yeah, I know. You really, there's no it is. It getting just, around you know, that. It's a, it's a thing that I've, I was telling, I think I mentioned it on the podcast. You know, I think I just, it's this one kid that I grew up with that did this to, um, 
a girl I knew from elementary school, and it, you know, he wanted to come out at his daughter's bat mitzvah, and that it was so selfish to me. Um, I think it's something that has to do with that. It's like a personal thing on my end, and I'm sure you know. Again, I'm such an I'm such a, a whore in myself that if he was here right now, I'd be like, "Oh my god, you look amazing!" You know? like, I'd be like, "Can I?" Do you, I'd be like with him and Liza. I'd be like, "I'm like, oh, we have to hang out," you know. I mean, well, I'm I such think, a two-faced idiot. You know? Well, listen, the circumstances surrounding Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, are uh, it's really different because it's happening on television, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess I guess I feel sorry for the family too that they don't get to deal with this in privacy they yeah. just don't and uh, I, I don't know what the answer is there did you hear this from the family guy did you hear about this no. this is from 2009 oh. I don't know I can't calculate how many years but it goes six okay family guy okay Ugh, look there's Brody Jenner god what a douchebag I can't believe that came out of Bruce Jenner's vagina. Bruce Jenner is a man. No, Brian. That's what the press would have you believe, but he's not. Bruce Jenner is a woman. An elegant, beautiful Dutch woman. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? I never knew that Bruce was Dutch. <laughs> 2009, they predicted <laughs> that they must have noticed something was going on. I mean, how do you even just say that like that? That's Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I know. He's uh, good, huh? And he's dreamy. I guess he is kind of, you could see where, you know, he likes the show tunes and stuff, and he's damn good looking, and he has all his hair. I get jealous. I am so excited for Ted 2, I can't even stand it. Like, oh, that's <laughs> coming up this summer. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was trying to uh, go to where they were, they were in New York taping, and um, I was trying to go to it, you know, because my friend, like, wrote it, and uh, I missed it. I missed my opportunity. I was waiting till October. That's when I thought they were going to be there. I was like, dude, we, you missed it. it to was film? Like, yeah. They filmed it here. Just a couple weeks. Why didn't you go? Weeks. I didn't know. I knew he was coming in October, so I, I waited till like October fourth to be like, "Hey, are you still shooting?" He goes, "No, we oh. finished." I thought. I guess they were here October first and second. Oh, I see. I don't know. I, I guess I missed it. I'm an idiot. Oh. Anyway, uh, moving on. I know we want to talk about the Tonys. There's just a couple things I wanted to get out of the way first. Number one, the the uh, the. The pool? hockey and the other yeah, pool and the I, basketball. Did, now the last you told me was that I was ahead. You were. You went down now because you had a bad week. Okay. You like you know you were doing so amazing and it really is fascinating. You know I know you know nothing about any of this. I don't. And you know you guessed everything completely. Right, you know the number of games on the basketball correctly. You guessed that the Warriors would win in six, and that the Rockets would win in seven. Like two like the games before and. It, it, you know, then you get extra points for that, you know, when you guessed that. So that's why you were, like, up big. But you um, didn't get – you missed both the hockey ones this last time. Mm -hmm. And – oh, no, you didn't. You got the – I think you got the Blackhawks. Well, yeah. whatever. You missed the, the number of games and stuff, so you only got seven points okay. this time. So now you moved down a little bit. That girl Mary who was here, that lovely girl Mary Edgerton, she moved into first place. And she many, only knows about basketball and knows nothing about hockey. How many points separate myself and Mary? Well, she's got 84. Then David Schechter got 82. I'm 80. Kenny's 80. The John Vitti from the Boston Globe, 79. You're at 77. Oh, I'm way behind now. Yeah, now I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, man. Like a week ago, I was like number but, one. But, you know, you, get, um, you could get a total of like 30 points for this next round that we picked. You picked the... Um, what do you got here? You picked the Blackhawks in five, which could completely happen because they won yesterday. Is that basketball? That's hockey. Oh. <laughs> and you picked the Cavs in six. 
That's that, an excellent bet. Is that basketball? That's basketball. Oh. That's LeBron James. Oh. They're playing right now. Or... He's the gentleman in Ohio. That's correct. In Cleveland, yes. I think that's why I chose them. Why? Because, well, because I recognize that Cleveland had a big star from uh, from Ohio. Well, what happened was he was in... Are you making fun? Of myself, yes. Uh, no, no, you don't make fun of yourself. What happened was that LeBron James, who is now becoming... I don't know. When he dies, he might could be bigger than Michael Jordan. Who knows? If he right. keeps winning and then with different teams... Who knows how history will judge him. But Did he win when he was in Florida? Yes, three times. This is his fifth time going to the finals. He lost the first time in Miami. I think won three more times, if I have that right. Okay. And now he's got a chance to win a fourth one in like in a row. But he's gone to the finals five times in a row. But he was with Cleveland like five For years For the start ago. of his career, he was in Cleveland. He's from Cleveland originally. He, they were airing his high school basketball games. People yeah. knew he was going to be big. And then he went to Miami it's and people in Cleveland conference. hated him. Yeah. And now he's going back to give something back. It's kind of a nice, everybody's happy. Is, I'm sorry, is this his first year back at, yes. in Cleveland? Yeah, and to take them all the way to the oh, finals the first so, year, yeah. it just shows you that it only takes one man to make a difference in basketball. But, no other sport is like that. I mean, sometimes football, a good quarterback, but in basketball, one man makes a difference, makes the other people around him great, and it's it's fascinating. You just need one guy, and that's why Carmelo Anthony is not that guy that's going to take the Knicks anywhere. He's a loser. I, I don't know who that is or who they are, <laughs> but I would like to ask you, have these people in Cleveland, have they forgiven him now? Yes, yep. totally. Oh, oh, my God, totally forgiven. Well, he did the right thing. I mean, why wouldn't they? He went back. He's like, all right, I won these things. I did this, and oh. I won, and now I feel great, and I want to help. So they're like, oh, all right. You know, what now, are they going to say? You and know? now he's going to bring— Sports is so horrible that I hate Michael Vick more than anything in the whole world. I know. Because he killed helpless dogs. dogs. Yeah, he's a douche and a half. Right. An asshole. Right. And yet then he started playing for the Jets, and I hated him, and I was so angry that they picked him up, and I said to myself— I hope they don't win now because I'm going to end up rooting for this guy. Like, right. Michael, fix the best because you want your team to win, and then you get confused. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. You just you think, and the Jets always keep choosing douchebags, and it's horrible. And then he was doing well in Philadelphia. Everybody loves him again. You know, nobody should ever like this guy again. He's an asshole. He's, he spent his time in jail, and that's great. But you shouldn't like him. He's a villain. He's an asshole. Well, it goes to. And the again, whole- if he was here right now, I'd be like, oh my god, you're amazing. <laughs> well, listen, it's it's a problem for the NFL because, you know, to to put people, to put fans in the position where they have to cheer their team and this horrible man's a part of the team, that yeah. just puts everyone in. Well, that place. could happen with Ray Rice. If he gets back ever in the NFL, what are you going to do? What if he brings you to the Super Bowl? Then what happens? Well, I know, but his wife apologized. <laughs> I know. His wife apologized. Isn't yeah. that great? But anyway, uh, this is something I thought you might like. Um you know, the Rangers, the New York Rangers lost, and I couldn't have been happier. I'm so sorry. Don't be. Okay. And the funny thing is a lot of people are blaming Billy Joel uh, because he had a date at the Garden the night that they should have played. They had to move it a day. Um, but they're also blaming Bette Midler. <gasps> oh, no. Now <laughs> yeah. I'm paying attention, Dave. They Because Bette Midler's tour is apparently wreaking havoc on the NHL playoffs because she's well, touring all over. We're all Anaheim. Tampa, New York, everywhere where there's still... And Chicago, all four teams that are still in the playoffs, she has dates on those particular 
four cities. So what do they do? They have to move it around. So it mixes up the timing and the players. And anytime a team loses, they blame Bette Midler. Oh, I did not know that. Isn't that the funniest thing you've ever heard? Oh, no. Or, or the sadness. I don't know. Oh, now I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all that um, negative energy going towards Miss Midler. I mean, meanwhile, you could look at it, they get an extra day off, but her divine intervention tour it was, uh, yeah, she was in Tampa Bay on Monday and they had to wait a day because, because I can't remember the reason was, because it was game seven. It also happened with the Capitals-Rangers games. It's, uh, I think that's the funniest thing that there is. Have you ever seen Bette Midler perform? I have. Where? I hated it. I don't have a problem with Bed Midler. I don't. You know, I love this kind of shit. It didn't work for me. And I'll tell you something, Scotty. It's a classic story. I got tickets to the Meadowlands to see Bet Midler. Mm-hmm. I didn't. We had like re, uh, a booth, and this girl who gave it to me. I don't remember who it was. She's like, I, "I'm going to give you a box." This is before I was ever in a suite, you know. And I went with Sarah. I went with her roommate Beth Tapper. I went with my friend uh, Sarah's boyfriend at the time, Sam Cedar. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you call him. He's on, he's on the radio, does political stuff now. Yeah. And um, we didn't care. We just wanted to go to the suite. But Sarah and Beth wanted to see Bette Midler. So we went to the suite. And where we were in the suite, it was blocked off. So you couldn't see the show. So they brought us down to the press booth or something, right. the press box. And we were able to see the show there. And me and Sam were just looking at each other. It just wasn't working for us. I don't know why. I usually like that stuff. Seeing Bette Midler at the an arena, it wasn't working. So you're at a... You know, uh, Marie's crisis. Uh, I would be probably over the moon about, but this was not working for me. Sam and I just wanted to go back to the booth, drink, and watch the Yankees game. That's all we wanted to do, and that's what we did. And we had the best time. It was free food and free drink. This was the best time of my life. I was really happy. The girl stayed and watched the show. Right. And um, although she did one move that I totally picked up and I've used in a lot of choreography that I do, <laughs> so I did learn something from it. But I had the best time. I saw that girl about a month later at, a, at the Billy Joel Elton John concert at the Meadowlands. And she, I was like, oh, my God, those tickets. Thank you so much. They were amazing. We didn't even watch the show. We went in, And she was furious. She goes, you know how many people wanted those tickets? And I'm like, no, but we had a wonderful time thing. And she's like, no, you didn't stay for the show. You're a motherfucker. She got so angry because we didn't want to see the show. But she put us in a bad area for that. It was closed off. It wasn't my fault that she's a cunt. Sorry. <laughs> Came no, out of nowhere. Not, not Bette Midler. Wait, no, no, not Bette Midler. No, my God. Thank Scotty, God. Please. I know. Well, I, listen, you're probably not not too surprised to find out. I've seen her many, many times. What? Bette Midler. I don't understand. I just love her. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? I mean, she is kind of a delight. She's a really interesting person. And uh, I've never... Have you met her in person? Have you hung out with her? Uh, I've never hung out with her. I have met her once. I had my picture taken with her at some event. Um, I know I've walked by her. I mean, she's a good example. She's kind of like the lies of this, you know, of like a like a ten or fifteen year later generation, right? Or is she the same? She's not the same age. She's in her. Oh, she is in her sixties, isn't she? Uh, they're probably about one or two years apart. Oh, you think actually. just one or two years? Huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess yeah. The rose. Well, I guess yeah. The rose was probably about five years. Or seven years after Cabaret? Oh. No, the, fi- oh, the five. The was 77. yeah. Yeah, and Cabaret was seven, uh, 72. Two, right, because uh, that was the same year as The Godfather, and yeah. Joel Grey beat out Robert Duvall, Al Pacino, mm-hmm. and uh, James Caan. True, but Liza's career actually started in the 60s. Right. Now, because 
uh, in fact, this this year is the 50th anniversary of her winning her very first Tony Award. 1965 was her very first. For what? Uh, Floor of the Red Menace. She was, uh, I think she still holds the record. She was 19 at the time, being the youngest woman ever to win Best Actress. Wow. But you're right, but you're right to go to cabaret because at that point she. Well, that was also on Broadway too. Did she win? Did she, did she play it on Broadway as well as the movie? No, never did. Oh, is that right? No, she only did the movie. Who, who got screwed? And uh, <laughs> you know, back then they were totally always changing. Um, you know, Ethel Merman got screwed right. multiple times. Right, like, poor woman. I feel so bad for her, but she wasn't you know much to look at. I guess and Mary just, Martin didn't do South Pacific. Julie Andrews didn't do My Fair Lady. Oh, and she's still right. pissed. Yeah, like I've seen her on talk shows. She's like, "Yeah, that's when she all of a sudden that British accent goes out." She's like, "Those motherfuckers think they're so fucking great." Rex Harrison's a bag of shit. It's unbelievable here. I'm kidding. She's okay, in, but in, no. But here's the worst part: when accent. they do a movie and it doesn't turn out all that well, then you're pissed. And you know who I'm talking about right now? I'll give you a Olivia Newton-John. I'll give you a hint: Carol Channing and Barbara Streisand. Who are we talking about, Dave? Uh, what movie? Funny Girl. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Carol didn't get to do it. A kiss on the hand <laughs> may be quite continental. But Carol, I love Carol Channing. Yeah, I, Hello, Dolly was kind of a horrible movie, right? Um, I'm not going to say it's horrible. It didn't come out the way that they wanted it to. Right, but, and you yeah. think it would have with Carol Channing? Or? It would have been different yeah, and Carol different. wanted to do the movie. Of course she wanted to do it. Oh, Why wouldn't she want to do exactly. the movie? And the, but, but, but just getting to the whole thing with Julie Andrews and um, oh, uh, Audrey Hepburn who did uh, the movie of My Fair Lady. Right. I mean, that movie came out perfectly. Yeah, I guess so, except, you know, so. this Rex Harrison, I heard it was a bag of shit. I well, he's going to be a bag of shit either way. This, either you way. know, I do imitations of him all the time because I don't know how this guy has won a Tony Award for musicals when he just sing. he talks. Talked. Yeah, he's like, if, well, I'm doing Dr. Doolittle, but if I could talk to the animals, learn their language, maybe take an animal decree, I'd study elephant and eagle. Well, let me see if I can do the... Um, but the songs were I've written... I've grown accustomed to her face. I got nothing. <laughs> no, but the songs are written to be spoken. They're not. I know. It's still. What's so great about that guy? Anyway, let's. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Tonys, which is this Sunday. This this year's Tony Awards. This Sunday. Right at Radio City. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Because um, you know, you know how I get angry at the parades that block me from doing stuff. Like the Israeli Day Parade was last week. I was furious. I mean, these are my people, and I hate them. I hate them all. I want them to die. I couldn't get my car in the parking garage. I couldn't walk across the street. And next week, no offense, isn't it gay pride? I'm going to be pissed at that. And the week after that, the Puerto Rican Day Parade, I hate everybody. I hate everybody that week. Whoever's going to block me from crossing the street or get my car in the garage late, I hate you all. Anyway, so uh, this year's Tony's is going to be hosted by Kristen Chenoweth. Who we love. Yes. We never saw Promises, Promises together. But But we saw another show that we loved. Which one's that? Oh God! Years ago, we uh, was it called the Apple Tree? Oh my God! We did see that together. And it was That's terrific. right. That was good. Was and it? Do you know no, I no, 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 no. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is it. But um, didn't Alan Alda do the first? Because wasn't he in the play in the '60s and it was a remake? And he, they did his voiceover at the beginning because I was so excited to hear Alan Alda's <laughs> voice like at the beginning. Yeah, what was that called? I the thought Apple, it was called some, the Apple. Tree. The Apple Tree was okay. The Apple Tree. Yeah, he he started started that play. His career. I believe that's uh, he opened with that. Um, whatever. 
did we see a, another celebrity in it besides her? I can't remember who I don't it think was. So. There must have been somebody. You usually put Kristen Jenner with with somebody. Yeah, I can't. Remember. So, well, it, first of all, uh, do you think she's going to win for best actress in a musical? Okay, can let me just let's I get know, down to business. All right, so okay, so it's at the bottom here. Well, you know, it's really going to come down to two things here. It's going to come down to either Kristen. Who's, who got the greatest reviews of her life for this show on the 20th century? Uh, yeah, wait. I can um, I can play some of that, and then I think... Here. I really, really love this play. I can safely say I will slay Broadway. Make way for bad, bad, bad. The darling of the major set. Or mm. it's going to go to Cheed Rivera. Well, now that, now I mean, okay, folks. Now you, you know, if you don't know any of these shows, now Cheed Rivera is a living legend. And she's in a show called The Visit, which is written by Candor and Ebb, who have written other um, shows that she's won awards for, including uh, The Rink with Miss well, Liza Minnelli. You're young. See. We're not really giving her a fair shake. I mean, this sounds horrible compared to what we just heard, you know. What can prove you wrong? Well, we can't talk about the merits. We have to talk about what's really happening here. And that, right. the, the fact that she's is, a living legend. Listen, it's going to go to Kristen because Kristen's never won a Best Actress. Oh, is that before. right? Well, she's won uh, a Best Supporting for, for Wicked. No. No. Oh, that was a Dina Mandel one. No, for uh, Snoopy. Oh, Ugh. no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It's called... Good man, Charlie Brown. Thank you, thank you. She played, she played um, Sally. Sally. They rewrote the part for her because I, my sister did the production, and I was like, I don't remember Sally having all this dialogue. And she's like, oh, this is the Kristen Jenner with production. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense because... Well, I... she became a star overnight because of that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's oh. why she's a star. And All right, so it's either going to go to I think Christian. I have a chance with her. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I think she likes guys. She doesn't really care for Jews, but she can't help herself. She's like a devout Catholic. Um, I don't but think she, she's Catholic. She, I think she's just Christian. Well, whatever she is, okay. um, she likes guys like me, but she hates that she likes us. But I, and I, I think, find her very attractive. I think it's the most interesting thing that you know that she does not like Jews. Is that true? Well, and, you know, her whole career is based on Jewish people, you know, putting her in stuff, but uh, <laughs> so then you have to question everything. But you know, Michael Jackson used to feel similar. <laughs> but wait, I want to say something about Cheetah Rivera. You know, I'm making fun of Cheetah Rivera. She shouldn't win. This is, uh, you know, just a, it's a pleasant play, and she's not. She's, but she's a legend, and this happens. But I found the clip I played up front of the show was Dick Van Dyke, right, on the Ed Sullivan show talking about this new musical Bye Bye Birdie which now everyone and their mother's heard of and we are sick of but oh my god if you get a chance to go on YouTube and watch the Ed Sullivan show and I've seen other productions on that from the 60s to 70s I saw 1776 my favorite musical they would let it play out they would be like they'd show one scene and then Ed would come out now in this next scene uh, you know what? Uh, they and they it, it would go 15 to 20 minutes with a live audience out there. I mean, to, to show you some of the play. I mean, it was fascinating. You can never get away with that. They'll show a number yeah. here and there on the Letterman show because it's next door or something, but which is odd because it's the same theater. But they showed oh, yeah. 20 minutes of Bye Bye Birdie, but it was completely fascinating with the original cast with uh, Dick Van Dyke, Cheetah Rivera, Paul Lynn, um, 
and uh, Dick Gordier, uh, which was interesting listening to him do the part after you hear countless 11-year-olds do it. You know, it's like, it's nice to hear it actually. Boy, this was like a really interesting, funny musical back then because now you just hate it. But I tape, I got this. This is Cheetah Rivera doing Spanish Rose on the Ed Sullivan show. And um, now we have another very exciting <laughs> moment from <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie. Ed Sullivan, Here the is most one of the great dance numbers. Boring man of history. It is Broadway's popular show. Here is Cheetah Rivera in Spanish Rose. Cheetah. So she does this number, and if you go on YouTube. Spanish tamale is what they all say. Right off the boat from the tropics far, far away. Which is kind of funny, since where I come from is far. She's so good. It's like you forget when you hear something like The Visit, right? How good she used to be or was. And the best part about this thing is she is just, she's doing this number. She's dancing. There's no one behind her. There's no one around. She's doing it all herself. Completely interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like you really because you have to sit there and go like, if I'm watching the Tony Awards, I see a show from the visit. I'm like, you're kidding. Right? If she ends up winning, you're gonna be like, wait a minute. You have to go back and see the previous stuff to understand why she would possibly win. Well, Dave, I have to tell you, I went to the opening night of the visit. Yeah, and. The most exciting parts were her entrance and her curtain call. I'm sure. She's oh a living legend, of course. I mean, have you ever seen people stand up when someone walks onto the stage? I have. During a Broadway show? <laughs> yeah. A Broadway show? Yes, I have. Tell me. Tell me what it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, actually, I saw it with Pippin. They did it for Andrea Martin. And she ended up winning the Tony. When she walked on, they gave her a stage? Yeah. Yeah. Was it opening night? No. Oh, come on. No, I swear they would do it every night because they worship her because she's the best. But I've seen it before. I saw it with, um, you said a standing ovation? Yes. Yeah, no. Maybe not a standing ovation. Can you imagine what the curtain call was like? Yeah. It was amazing. Well, I mean, that's why you go. You're not going for the, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is it, a, is it a good play? Was it good? Um... <laughs> right. Well, that's, it was exciting. Um, it was very exciting. Here is uh, the one I saw, which you haven't seen yet. Um. This is an American in Paris, which I saw with my mother <laughs> a few weeks ago. Everyone loves that, and I it's, haven't seen uh, it. It was fantastic. I haven't seen it. And uh, I really wanted to win. I mean, it's all those stupid Gershwin songs which I don't really care for, and that's why I still liked it. And I, that girl, Leanne Cope, who's yep. nominated along with Cheetah and Kristen Chenoweth, she was fantastic. Really great and sexy, and um, she, you know, really good ballet dancer, too. You know, as long as we're still in that category, can we give, uh, give a, sh- a shout-out to Kelly O'Hara in no. The King and I? No. Who's never Nobody won? Nobody cares. She's Who cares? never won. She's ridiculous okay do you want to talk about best musical considering you just brought up uh, American in Paris yes you, you said you want that to win yes but do you think it's going to I don't know because I also saw Fun Home I don't know whether I told you and uh, it's really good and you know it's got the theme and it's got a message and here's a song from that which is really um. great
this song like brought down the house because it's all about this is like a nine or eleven year old girl realizing that this like FedEx person comes to her house, a lesbian, like clearly dressed like a lesbian, she's got the short hair and the degrees, and she's talking about a ring of keys, and then she's like, Something's up, you know, like and it's that's a really funny way to do it, you know, like she's realizing it. So that's what it's about, like um you know, this writer, I guess this cartoonist or something, and her dad was clearly gay and he wouldn't talk about it and stuff. And the musical was really good. The songs were excellent. It was funny and serious. And it's done in the round and it's really, the length is excellent. You know, it's not too long. And it's, just, you know, it ends and you're like, oh, that was great. That was great. Don't you think it's going to go uh, to something rotten, however? No way. Absolutely not. That, I, because, and I'll, I'm glad you brought that up. This is something stupid from something rotten. I'm barbaric, so dull and mundane. That was so middle ages. That was so Charlemagne. All right, now listen to this song. Welcome to the Renaissance with poets, painters, Not bad, right? It's okay. And Mary and we've we've heard it a hundred times before, this kind of pippinish. He's talking about the Renaissance, right? Okay. Well, let me tell you something. There's a show that replaces Once Upon a Time. We've talked about it on the show, which is on ABC and Sunday nights, and it's called Gallivant, and they do it better. Way back in days of old, there was a legend told about a hero known as Gallivant. Sweat on perfect hair. God, he had to there. There was no hero quite like Gallivant. Top. I think that's better than what we just heard, which possibly could win it all, which I don't think so. That was a stupid ABC show that runs a half hour, and they made a better, catchier, funnier song than something where it's supposed to be hilarious. I'm not buying it. Wait, do they play songs during the Gallivant? It's a every, musical. Every week? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually really fun. They just picked it up for a second season. Well, it was only, um, I think it was either four or eight episodes, and they just picked it up. In fact, the ending, uh, they made a joke about, will there be a season two? We don't know if we'll be renewed, you know, like that kind of stuff. And they really put a good twist on, you know, like a little fairy tale renaissance. The same thing with the renaissance. They're trying to be hilarious. It's not funny. Nothing's going to be, you know, uh, the Book of Mormon as, you know, hilarious. You can be as funny as you want, but they're not winning. You know, every time I think about the Renaissance, whenever I'm with you, we're always, you know, laughing and laughing about the Renaissance. <laughs> You're and so true. And we have for years. I know. What is it about us in the Renaissance? <laughs> so what do you think is going to win? I'm going to go with something rotten. I really? Think, uh, yeah, Why? Well, what makes I you th- say that? I think uh, that'll sit better with the, uh, the voters that come in from the Midwest, all those theater buyers. They're well, I mean, you're yeah, – but that's not who votes. I mean, look – okay, look at this. Harvey Weinstein, right? They completely screwed him, right? But they, it's not a great they're show. They're finding Neverland is supposed to be a great show. It has huge, tremendous ticket sales. It's making a lot of money. But it's not a great show. You don't think so? How do we know? Nobody, they won't even let them play. He's muscling to be the opening number in the Tonys. Sure, They're, that's his job. But it's so retarded to have an opening number of something that's not nominated. Well, I, I'm with you. I, I agree. Um, but he's, um, you know, and that is his job, and it's cool. And I like, I mean, why wouldn't they want a guy like that on Broadway? He's pushing his show. That's what Broadway needs. And they shut people like that out. And then, you know, you have a show with this a major talent. I get the guy who's playing, uh, 
whoever. The, Matthew Morrison. That guy is a major, major talent. And Kelsey Grammer's in it too, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing it July 18th, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's supposed to be good, but I mean, you know, they this is yeah, what they did. Yeah, but does it deserve an award? I mean, you'll decide after you well, see it. Well, it should be IT. nominated as Best Musical at least. I mean, the guy is trying. Nobody else is trying. I mean, you know, I've... I don't know whether I've talked about this before, but I can let it all out now. You know, the story of Great Gardens sure. and um, Christian, Christine Ebersole. Yep. Uh, the reason why that was a, a, an amazing play based on the documentary. And maybe you've seen the uh, Drew Barrymore, uh, Jessica Lange version. I have. But um, I was talking to our listeners. Oh. Um, and it was a, a wonderful musical. I mean, I didn't want to see it at all, but this you know, acting teacher I talk about on the show a lot, Larry Moss took me and he's like, no, you got to see, it's amazing. First act, I'm like, who cares? And um, I didn't really care for it and he's like, no, no, it's all set up for the second act. He was completely right. Christine Eppersall plays her mother in the first part and her daughter in the second part. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing stuff and she was brilliant and the show was making money and it was doing well but the people that produced it were just a couple of Hamptons people that wanted to run a Broadway show they never publicized it and it just died and she tried to keep it going she's like no this is a great show but they didn't care they just they won the Tony and they were like nah we're done no, we produced our show and now we're done. Well, Christine won the Tony. Yeah, that no, she sure. had to win. Otherwise, I was going to turn on. I was never going to go again. Right. But listen. <laughs> That's you, how into it I am. I know, but you have to ask yourself, is there an audience uh, for a musical about ment ment mental illness, which is what that was about? Next to normal, you mean? Okay. that And uh, you're talking about Grey Gardens. Yeah. Well, now there is. Uh, well, I, you're, maybe you're right because next to normal clothes, and that was brilliant. That might have been the best play I've ever seen since the chorus line. Wow. Yeah, I'm going there because it was amazing. And um, my, this won't sound that gay. My girlfriend, well, no, it is gay. My girlfriend at the time bought it for me as a Christmas present. <laughs> She's like, I was like, <laughs> it was with her family, you know, we don't right. celebrate Christmas. So she like gave me this really. Good, oh my theater tickets you know in front of her brothers that were like drunk and irish you know and i'm like oh my god theater tickets <laughs> and i'm like this is the greatest gift ever and it was on like new year's day you know and i'm like it's just like oh, i hope that's okay is it okay <laughs> her brother's like yeah, this is not gonna go well <laughs> I, but the brother the brother was right what that is not gonna end well <laughs> well he should talk but um, <laughs> his marriage didn't do too well either. But I'm um, still in touch with all of them, and um, they know I love next to normal. <laughs> and that woman's great. I look her up all the time. She doesn't do anything. That was the only role she was created for, Alice Ripley. Oh. I looked her up. She was playing Carrie's mother in Seattle. Alice in the Ripley movie started Carrie. in Sideshow many years before. Yeah, but she's not doing anything now, and she should. No. She's a major talent. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. But you were saying... Uh, you know, can there be a place for that? So the question is, uh, do you... I mean, you say the Tony voters, what are they like? The, well, what? the Tony voters want to find something um, that's going to play well in Peoria, you know? You're saying when it goes on the road. Sure. Oh. Yeah, but... Oh. Well, no. How can... Well, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think. Last year, it was said that Matilda didn't win because they didn't want to get it to give it to a British production. And that's why Kinky Boots was able to win. Even though, obviously, Harvey Firestein's involved. They're going to give him whatever he wants, just like, you know, Cheetah Rivera might win. But um, that's what they said. So there's all these conspiracies, which I know go through all these kind of places. But why would not give it to Matilda? How would that not play around the, around the globe? Matilda's great. That was brilliant. In fact, uh, the man who played the school mistress. Yeah, that guy was amazing. That was probably the greatest performance I've ever seen. I didn't know it was a dude. 
<laughs> I was fascinated. And he lost. Yeah, he lost. Who did he lose to? Oh, that guy in Kinky Boots. The Kinky Boots, like, swept. That play is not my favorite. A lot I'm of people trying to be that. polite because um, one of the producers, he's letting me film at his house uh, next week. <laughs> well, next week it'll be your favorite. Yeah, well. All right, so you're, I'm, I'm surprised that you're something rotten. I don't agree with you, but uh, whatever. So but best actor... In a... I, I want... Um, I mean, I know he's a sword. I don't think there's a lot of things, but the the guy from American in Paris, he wasn't, like, a great actor, but I've seen him at the ballet before, and I like him. So, otherwise, oh. I don't know who else would win. Uh, well, Michael Cerveris Cerver- is... Yeah, but he a, wasn't that great. Well, he's a Broadway favorite, though. Oh, uh, is that right? Brian Darcy James is a Broadway favorite. Yeah, now, I know Tony he's Asbeck a... is a Broadway favorite. Yeah. Any of those guys could get it. People, um, Broadway loves Tony Asbeck. He's been around for a long time, and... You think it was your first time in New York or something? It is! Dave, did you see this? No. I know it was good. You loved it? Loved. It's not doing well. No. In fact, when I saw it, when I saw it, there were a lot of empty seats. Yeah. That was months ago. No, it's not doing well. They really only kept it open in order to get these nominations. Oh, yeah? So he could win, huh? Well, that's a very popular song. It's a legendary... It's possible. Um, He's excellent in it. One one of the best shows I've ever seen on the town. Really? I'm surprised. Cried. Cried. Really? Real tears. Like laughter? No, (laughs) I was so moved. Really? The orchestra, the the music is so beautiful. I will take your word for it. this production is perfect. That's very impressive. For best actor in a play, do you think Bradley Cooper sweeps? There's no doubt about it. Is there any way he doesn't win? It's nice to have a movie star up there. Yeah. And they... The show was successful. Yeah. They and want he, him back. He, they got, it got great reviews. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Tonys will be able to say that we gave him an award uh, while the Oscars have, you know, ignored Excellent him point. three times Remember, we were hoping for American Sniper and him to win when we were here for the Oscars. Did we? We wanted him. We picked him, but we thought oh. maybe he would be he nominated three times sooner three or later. Three times you know? in a row yeah. for Best Actor. He is really good. What about Best Actress? Does it just go right to Helen Mirren, or is there another uh, somebody else? I just picked the... You're on page two? Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> My pages are different. Okay. Um, It's going to go to Helen Mirren. You do think, right? I think There's so, no way, right? It doesn't... Well, I mean, how many times can she just play this character and just keep winning? A lot. Well, it's a different... Listen, it's a but different it's very queen, vehicle. Right, right, but it's, it's, it's always some character. sort of royal... Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but people love her when she does that. It's like it's like you could give the award to uh, Anthony Hopkins every time he plays Hannibal Lecter every time. Well, listen, they're not going to give it to Elizabeth Moss because the Heidi Chronicle's already closed. Yeah, bombed. It, they could give it to Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan, yeah. She's already won an Oscar, right? Did she... Win or she was nominated for a couple. You, you mean a Tony? No, for Oscar. Well, Carrie Mulligan has never won. An she was Oscar. nominated, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, she's you know, a, she could be, you know, a Helen Mirren type in years to come, maybe. Um, I think Helen. I don't see how Helen Mirren loses. You know, again, you want you. You you want a movie Wait, star? Who's that, I see Ruth Wilson. I'm thinking that who's the one for, that I like from. Um, 
Who's the woman that I do? Uh, Ruth Gordon. That's what oh. I was thinking of. Oh, relax. You gotta learn to live a little. I called you a father. You're gonna be all right. Relax. I used to do that on stage. Screams, I tell you. Screams. <laughs> now if you do it today, no one will Nobody know. will have any idea nope. what day it is, and they think I'm just on acid. They won't even think I'm high. That's, Rich, think I'm in another that's like Rich Little. He gets up and he does uh, John Wayne and well, Cary Grant imitations. This is why I had to leave comedy. Um, you know what I was you know we don't want to go over them but the I wanted to talk the featured actress in a musical I think that's Sydney Lucas they they say that this Emily Skeggs could win they're all in Fun Home three of the girls from Fun Home are nominated well then they're going to cancel each other out oh you think so possibly oh well Judy Kuhn who's oh Victoria Clark See, there's some heavy hitters, some big, heavy Broadway that, people here. The Sydney Lucas was the nine-year-old we heard singing that Ring of okay. Keys. She was very good. All right, let's take her out of it, though. Um, yeah, but those fun home, uh, it could go to Victoria Clark for Gigi. And um, what about featured actress in a play? Does that automatically also go to Patricia Clarkson because people worship her? They like her in everything she no, does. No, not automatically. It could, uh, could go to Julie White for Airline Highway. Julie White. I never White. even heard of Airline Highway. Oh, I saw it. It's wonderful. Julie White won a few years back for. Um, I have no idea. She played an agent. Her her uh, client was a, a matinee movie star. He wanted to come out of the closet. I can't remember. Was it Bye Bye Birdie? No, it wasn't Bye Bye Birdie. But uh, are you sure it wasn't Bye Bye Birdie? I'm pretty sure. But Julie White. Uh, it could go to Julie White. She's a great actress. Um, you are going to watch, right? <laughs> My God. What are you doing on Sunday? Like, where are you watching that bar? You like hanging out? In? No, I don't like watching that stuff with other people. What if they have <laughs> Oh, you got to watch by yourself? Oh, I have to watch by oh. myself. Yeah, well, I, I just watch by myself because nobody ever wants to watch the Tonys. <laughs> but people know, like, it, this girl has her birthday that day, and I'm just like, that's the day of the Tonys. I thought you understood. I like yeah. watching by myself. <laughs> I, I don't want to be... I don't want to hear what other people have to say. Uh, just before, you know, we're um, running a little over, which is not a big deal. Um, but uh, I just want to tell you some of the stuff that they're planning for Broadway in the future. Okay. Um, it's kind of interesting. Hamilton, we know, is yeah. coming. Now, that'll probably... That's coming in August, and that might sweep next year from what everybody says. Of course, that pisses me off because, you know, I've had this idea for years. So. I can't... I, I need to figure out why they didn't go sooner. Yeah, why is that? You don't know? I don't, I don't know, know either. It's about Alexander Hamilton. It's supposed to be quite good. Uh, School of Rock, the musical, which is coming like any that's day now. That's supposed to be incredible. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, they think that's taking over the... Oh, that's taking over the Winter Garden where the Wolf... Is Wolf Hall there? Wolf Hall is there, yeah. The Color Purple, I think they're bringing back. I don't know why. Well, if they... Depends upon who they put in it. Uh, uh, I, Jennifer Hudson... Oh well. Oh yeah. Well, that makes that'll, sense. Yeah, I just saw that now. Okay, that could work. Uh, they're bringing Fiddler on the Roof back again. I don't know. Again, I don't. Who do, do you, does it say who's doing Danny it? Danny Burstein. Oh, who's okay. That? Uh he was nominated. For, uh, I can't remember the name of the character in South Pacific. The um, he makes all of Nelly. He does Nelly's um laundry in South Pacific. Remember that character? Does he do? There's nothing like a dame. Yeah. Does he do the Larry Storch role? Uh, that's the version I saw. Uh, noise is off. They're bringing back Best Little oh, Whorehouse nice. in Texas. Now, how about this one? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. The musical? Oh, wait. I have to play this before I... Okay, folks. You know you know the drill. 
I must play this before I tell you what I'm about to say. Good. What do you got for me? Okay. Here it is. The Graduate, Part Two. Oh. Okay. And I'm saying Buck Henry, you know, trying to pitch The Graduate Part Two in the movie <laughs> The Player, oh, going along right. those lines. American Psycho. Uh. The musical. I think that's been tried out. Didn't they do that in England? Yes. Okay. I'm just saying. With Matt Smith, Doctor Who. Oh shit! I would have seen that. He would have been perfect. Maybe if they bring him. Ba- Damn! If they bring him here, that could be huge because it's interesting, and he's just got fans, fans. that are sick. You know, Doctor Who shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> People that don't normally go to Broadway. I mean, that's what you want. You know, um, Tuck Everlasting. I've heard of that movie, but they're making a musical about. It. I don't know what it's about. I don't know it. I just remember seeing like the cable box. You know, whatever. The Wiz, they're bringing back. That's the worst movie ever. Um, it's not a great movie, but are you sure they're they're bringing it back on Broadway because they're yeah. doing it on NBC next year? Yes, I know that. Yeah, announced. Um, That's the Thanksgiving. Uh, no, yeah. They, did they yeah, do that right. at Thanksgiving? Yeah. No, but then they say about they're bringing a, the plans bringing to Broadway for 2016. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Groundhog Day. As a play. As or a, a musical. musical. As a musical. Oh. Yep. I like that plan. I think that's a good plan. I think that could make a good musical. And let me tell you that they're bringing 1776 Seven, uh, to Encores. Where's that? The Encores at City Center. I always try and audition for that every time they bring it back. This is your year. Did you know that... I don't know whether I ever told anybody this, but I mean, I talk about my old manager who told me not to do The Daily Show. It's not going to go anywhere. Okay, I auditioned for it. They liked me. You talked about that story with Sarah recently. Right. <laughs> that was great. That same manager... I asked him, I said, listen, they're doing a production of 1776, The Roundabout. I said, I'd like to audition for it. Can you get me an audition? And instead of saying, I don't know how to get theater auditions or something else, or I'll try, I'll see what I can do. He says, Dave, there's no Jews in the 1700s. That's what he told me. You can't act not Jewish, David. That's what he's, you'd imagine this? I think you needed to fire him at that moment. I did. Yeah. Not that that did me any good. <laughs> Musical version of a Bronx Tale. Yeah, the Chaz Palmateri uh, script. Uh, Amelie. I pronounced that right, right? Yeah. First the, time the ever. Movie. The movie. The horrible movie that I still get angry about because it ruined... I got, was late to work because they were filming it somewhere where it bothered me. August Rush with Kerry Russell. And I think Robin Williams might have been it. I, I can't remember... Um, it sucks, and I don't know why they're making a musical that beaches. That makes sense. Oh. That's the only thing that might make sense of making it a musical. That's interesting that they haven't done that yet. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which I believe they did do in London already, I think. Mark Shaman doing the music. Directing by Sam Mendes. Wow. Yeah. Diner. They've been talking about that for years. A play or a musical? A musical written by Cheryl Crow. Okay. And I'm okay with that because the director is Kathleen Marshall. I don't think all of these things are going to come to fruition. This is uh, what's happening. It says it's happening in like December. Oh. Uh, You know, in Delaware and then they'll bring it or whatever. The movie Ever After with Drew Barrymore, Uh, you know, um, at the Paper Mill Playhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been in development for a very long time. First Wives Club. (laughs) They're, they're grabbing at straws here. It's embarrassing. Freaky Friday. What? 
Yeah. Um, the Honeymooners. I'm not making this up, folks. The Honeymooners. Dave, are you making this up? I'm not making it up. Uh, with Hank Azaria, maybe. That'd actually be kind of fun. King Kong. I'm not making this up. Mean Girls, which actually makes sense because I saw the uh, I was the only one who saw the production of uh, Bring It On. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Tina Fey is involved, and she confirmed. Uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. These are all musicals. They're just doing the plays. Magic Mike makes sense. Okay, that actually could make sense. Yeah, but they could. Do, they don't need to come to Broadway with that. Yeah, they can, that's the you plan. Know. That's the plan. Uh, bringing back Miss Saigon. Rear Window, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca, they've been talking about for years. Maybe they Rich, messed that. Maybe one up. Rich Little can play the James Stewart part. Oh my God, that's a great! I should. I've been doing James Stewart on the show for a while. Right, because uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, uh, I want uh, Scotty, I, I think we should uh, make I, it a musical. I can't. No, make this. no, no, wait a minute. Give me a chance. It's a boys' camp where boys can be boys, you know, and a place where, where you can let down your hair and just relax. I can't wait to spend $150 <laughs> watching that. You know, you'd love it. Wow. The people have spoken and they love it. They would be amazed. They would be like, no, no, I'm telling you, there's a murder across the way. And there's a murder and across. Then big music. <laughs> kill, kill the music, Hugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shakespeare in Love. And, okay, you ready for this? The movie, another Carrie Russell movie, <laughs> Waitress. What the fuck? What the fuck? Broadway's in big trouble, folks. Big trouble. We need another Book of Mormon. Otherwise, everyone is in big trouble. What do you think? What were you going to say? I don't know that it's in trouble because they're they're going to uh, announce the uh, total box office for the year. Like, that usually comes out this in the next couple days. You know Broadway's been in trouble for years. I mean, those tickets are just not. too high. But they're not It's all trouble. Andrew Lloyd Webber's fault, and he's got to be put somewhere. But what... But, it's only in trouble if it's not making money. It's making more money than ever. Is it? Yeah. Oh, then you're right. It's not in trouble at it's all. Not in trouble. They don't. Yeah. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. You're gonna just, have to take. Your all I know is I, you and I are the only ones that go, so I don't even know. I mean, how can it not be in trouble? I don't we know anyone go, else that goes. We need to go see a show. I don't. Uh, you know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what should we see? Should we wait to see what wins and then be cool, or should we? Should we get tickets like before Sunday? So well, you actually we've each seen yeah, we've so seen much, separate, but not separate, the same right, right. Separate, separate stuff. I want to see the curious incident. Of oh, the I want to see that too. Fine, there it we'll is. Go see that. We'll go. That's just a regular play or a musical. Regular play. I'm from in. England. That's supposed to and be it amazing. Pro- it'll probably win best play. Okay. Oh, that's then we should get the tickets Saturday before the. I've done that. A, yeah, you got to go. I have bought tickets like literally the morning of the Tony. Done it too. Yeah. Knowing that I would never I've done be able it before the reviews come. That's how I got Book of Mormon tickets. I bought it the day before the reviews came out and then uh, couldn't get tickets for two years after that. Yeah. So anyway, that's our show for today. I hope you liked it. It's a little... I loved it. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. You're the best. Thank you for coming all the way into the big city. And um, I guess uh, everybody will see you next week on a Broadway show. We'll talk a little bit about sports. Maybe not. I hope I win. Quite frankly, I think I could talk more about um, some more musical theater. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next time on the Dave Josko Show. Hit up.